Welcome to Feedstuff's Precision Pork, our podcast taking a look at ways to bring more precision and more profitability to your pork business. Feedstuff's Precision Pork is brought to you by Cargill. If you would like to hear more conversations about how to improve your operations profitability, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast channel, including Apple and Google Podcasts, and watch for Feedstuff's Precision Pork in your digital edition of Feedstuff's. Never miss out on knowing today's profitability outlook. To learn more about the general outlook, sign up for Cargill's Pig Flash newsletter by using the link on this podcast episode page. You can also customize the data to your operation using Cargill's producer profitability tools. That way you will always have the profitability outlook tailored to your specific situations. Your host for today's Feedstuff's Precision Pork update is Cargill's Patrick Dirksen. Over to you, Patrick. Thanks, Sarah. Today we've got Dr. Wes Schwer and Dr. Brooke Smith. And if you remember right, we're pivoting a bit from doing just hog markets, corn and soy, and we're talking a little bit more about what we can do to improve profitability. Specifically, do you have one to two to three goals that you're really working on to move the needle in your operation? If you're not, you probably should. Last time we talked about fee conversion and what effect that can have on your bottom line. This time we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about nursery performance, maybe specifically nursery mortality, but nursery performance overall. We've got to start those pigs better, folks. Uh, Wes, can you start us off? What's some ideas? What are you hearing out there? What are some problems that uh, we're having in the nursery lately? Yeah, thanks, Patrick. You know, overall right now, health is pretty good. Performance is pretty good. We're coming off the summer. You hear about challenges. A little bit of looseness or scours, you hear about a, a PERS or a PED break, but not as consistently as maybe we've heard in the last couple of years. Uh, so overall health and performance is pretty good, but we're coming into the fall. Pits are going to start to get cleaned out. Crops are coming off the field. So, you know, that can change in a, a pretty quick hurry. Okay, so nursery performance has been pretty good so far and we all know that barns are going to tighten up and we have to watch about environmental factors and all that but what else are we going to have to do we start getting hit with a purge break or two or or some pdv or something brooke what 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 are you thinking then for strategies to help to help support the health of those pigs right well i think if you know we consider the summer versus winter pig when they're entering that nursery it's a lot about areas of opportunity for investment. So these summer pigs where weather's working more in your favor, ventilation's working more in your favor and just total bug burden. So those viral pathogens are a little bit at a lower prevalence in the summer months versus winter. And then um, your residential pathogens like strep or E. coli that get involved into your sow herd or your source of pigs and follow those um, weaned pigs into nursery. In the wintertime, when those factors start to work against you, you as a producer need to make decisions on what areas can I invest in to better support that pig through those health challenges. And this does include management of your environment, increasing the robustness of your biosecurity and your day-to-day -day care of those pigs. Um, from the nutrition perspective, we've been taking a lot of efforts in understanding 
what diet to provide those pigs to better support them through their health challenges and especially in these winter months, but year round. And a lot of this comes down to what is causing your nursery mortality. And I think that that is a question I really like to ask up front with producers is, do you understand why you're having the mortality and morbidity that you are? Can you identify the main cause? If I were to ask you, why are your pigs dying? Can you describe the types of pigs that are dying? Is this a question of I'm losing my bottom 10 to 15 percent? Is this more of an opportunity of increased care and handling of those pigs in those first couple weeks post weaning? Or am I losing more robust pigs where I really have to question what's the disease dynamic there and how do I address it from a nutrition perspective? Well, speaking of, you know, different disease dynamics, I mean, that's that's an important way to think about this. Maybe talk to me a little bit more about what diseases a producer should be looking into a nutritional strategy for getting help for. So and internally, we've, like I said, we've been focusing a lot of effort in understanding how we can manipulate the diet to support disease-challenged pigs. And we've had a good amount of success from internal trials as well as field applications of strategies, particularly for these pathogens that it stick, stick in these herds year-round. So for example, these would be like strep suis. And these strategies aren't just application of a specific product in the nursery period. We certainly do have nutritional technologies that we find highly valuable in these age group pigs because of the benefits that they confer outside of the nutrition they provide. So they have bioactive components that actually interact with the pig and help promote gut integrity and function, help support the immune response. But it's pairing these technologies with nutrition strategies, so ingredient selection, levels of those ingredients in the diet to impact the total body response to disease in nursery pigs. And I think when you take a step back and you look at the whole picture versus potentially looking at individual band-aids to apply, you get a much better outcome as far as the performance from a health perspective in those pigs. Wow, that's a lot of good information that you, you threw at us there, Brooke. Really appreciate that. One thing that maybe hits me from being in this industry about 30 years is I'm skeptical a little bit. You're talking a little bit about health by nutrition type interactions. <laughs> um, Wes, what what kind of what kind of data do we really have there? I know we I know we wouldn't go so far as to make claims that we really just can can um, 100% sol solve a, uh, a health situation, but what, what in your mind, what's this health by nutrition kind of interaction looking like for us? Yeah, it's starting to be, you know, hear a lot of different companies talk about that, and you're, you're absolutely right. We're not going to make any claims that we can make that disease go away, but we can certainly help those pigs get through that challenge a little bit better. And like Brooke mentioned, it's not one ingredient, it's not one silver bullet type approach, it's a program approach that we're using. Uh, have seen both with internal research, but then taking the, the concepts that we've developed and moving that out into the field and seeing a lot of really good production responses in different health situations. Uh, you know, Brooke mentioned strep. Uh, it's, it's not just one 
health challenge diet, right? We're targeting what makes sense for that certain health challenge. So if it's an enteric challenge, those nutritional needs for that pig are gonna be different than a respiratory challenge. So really targeting the nutritional program to as best we can, what challenges are there uh, to help the, those pigs overcome that challenge, grow through it, uh, and then you know thrive in the finisher. I think Wes really, he makes the point there of why these, why I think that these nutritional programs do see some success is it's this fundamental understanding that a healthy pig has different requirements from a nutritional support perspective than ones that are health challenged. And knowing what pathogen is causing your primary issue will determine the types of decisions we make from a nutritional perspective. Because Wes is right, when you have an enteric pathogen, the location of that disease and the impact that has on that animal's GI system and total body health is different than when we're looking at a systemic pathogen or one that's respiratory in origin. Uh, and the way that we apply nutritional interventions is different based on just that knowledge of the physiology that's occurring. So it sounds like you two have been really taking a consulting approach, working with working with the farm, working with the vet, working with production managers to really understand exactly what's going on and tailor something specific to the problems that they're having trying to alleviate those. What kind of results have you seen, Brooke? I mean, in the field, when we're looking at strategies for enteric, and a lot of the time the focus on that is going to be an E. coli, but enteric issues and then more systemic-based issues like strep suis, our major KPI or key performance indicator there is reductions in mortality throughout that entire nursery period. What we've seen in our strategies being employed, we are getting a good reduction, at least numerically, of mortality throughout that nursery period. The verbal feedback, particularly of our field trials, have been that the pigs that are being saved are the ones in the gin pop pens. They're not your smallest or fallbacks but the pigs that you don't want to lose and succumb to disease, being able to get through that nursery period. And when we're looking at feedback of how to get those pigs started, general feedback is they, the clinical appearance of their disease is lessened. So just the visual assessment of those pigs, better activity, better intakes and, um, adjustment to that nursery period. And then with that reduction of that severe clinical disease in your gen pop, you're able to push a higher quality pig out into that grow finish period. Great. There's, so, there's something to so. be said too. I think it's it's not a real hard metric that you can measure, but when a producer comes back and says the pigs look better, mm. that that means something that counts for something. Uh, and we've heard that more often than not with some of these nutritional programs. That's great. So it sounds like we're moving the needle. Mm -hmm. The thing that I would be interested in then it too would be is the degree to which we're moving the needle. So if, if uh, you can do the math a bunch of different ways, but 1% mortality probably equals 
75 cents to a buck somewhere in there depending on how you do it and so a percent of mortality it could be a buck pig that's a that's a big number these days and so you know if you have a dollar that you could say dollar per pig that you could save that makes a lot of sense wes what would you do with that information say you know keep pushing the envelope on your nursery programs don't don't settle for what I've got now is good enough. You know, don't settle for that status quo. Put our trial up against or put our program up against your current program. You know, keep trying to be innovative in that nursery space. It's been said time and again how important it is to get those picks started and, you know, keep keep pushing the envelope, keep trying different programs, different things, uh, you know, in that nursery space. Can't hurt to do a trial, right? That's right. Well, for if we're going to do a trial, Brooke, uh, trials, pigs don't always read the protocol. Um, what, give us give us some coaching on what are the top three things that you better do right if you're going to do it. If you're going to, like Wes said, you're going to try something, you better do it right. So what are the top three things we should do right? Um, I think all top three probably have to do with preparation and making sure that you understand the problem facing your pigs up front and then approaching that trial, making sure that you have a clear objective in mind and what you want to answer. So first, it's leverage your people. So within your own production system, what is your health status? Can I leverage information by my herd veterinarian to better understand and define that? If I work with an in-system nutritionist, what's my program currently and what adjustments would need to be made within the abilities of my mill, my production system? What can I achieve? And then leveraging technical support. So, for example, our Cargill Tech nutrition team, leveraging the minds of several nutritionists who have experience in the field and the adjustments our team has come together and acknowledged can make an impact on disease-challenged pigs and making sure that the program that we have drafted makes the most sense for the problem you're facing. And then number two is go on site and evaluate those pigs in the barns you're going to trial. So understanding what those pigs look like, what are some potential limitations I have from facility or husbandry that I might need to address ahead of a field trial? Just to make sure that you are capturing as high of quality of data as you can within a field setting. So make sure we have ideal environments set up. If we are doing starter pig husbandry practices currently or we would like to adopt them, some examples of that would be incorporation of mat feeding if you have a designated nursery space or more increased barn walks to have better visualization of those pigs. That kind of activity in conjunction with preparing with your whole team ahead of time, it's going to give your best chance of success in a field trial. And then third is just do your best to track the performance of that trial as much as possible. So really robust and accurate mortality morbidity logs. If you have the ability to track individual treatments and medication use, that gets built into that financial report of how a field trial does as well, especially when you're talking in a health context. 
and then looking at how those pigs do and finish out in the grower and finisher um, can give us some indication about the type of pigs that were being sent out of the nursery following that trial and what their long-term performance and ultimately the product that they go to produce and the quality associated with that. So it's all about planning. <laughs> that was good advice, Brooke. Thanks. I think that's probably a wrap for today. Given the timing and new crop coming up here, I think it's time to start thinking a little bit about mycotoxins and doing some testing so you know what you're putting in your feed. Uh, next time we will get into that a bit. Otherwise, that's a wrap for another edition of Feedstuffs Precision Pork. If you got any questions about challenging your nursery program, as Wes mentioned, or, or health by nutrition concepts, make sure you please reach out. Or if you're wondering about your own um, profitability and or wanting to sign up for our weekly Pig Flash newsletter, anytime, just give us a call. Until next time, have a great day. Thanks for listening.